when I stopped putting Randall on a pedestal and I realized how controlling he can be mm. when things do not look like the way he wants them to look like he would do whatever he wants to get what he wants and cover it up in I'm saving somebody Say shut up, you know. Wow, so imagine you said, said you guys thought you could take a break. Imagine, so what? Shut him out. <laughs> all right, um, cool. Okay, you made me sick. Oh. Sorry, <laughs> go on, do what you gotta do. You made me absolutely sick. You get on my nerves. <laughs> you couldn't just give me the dramatic pause no because you didn't it was, a, it was a little smirk as well i'm you, disgusted you couldn't, you couldn't give me the dramatic pause in space i'm not that's giving this, you anything it's not giving it's, it's not giving this alex. once alex it's not giving anyway welcome to this is we the unofficial official unofficial this is us after show podcast featuring myself alex holmes why are you so afraid of saying your podcast? I'm not even afraid of saying my podcast. It's just okay. not relevant for this conversation. So my, featuring myself, Alex Holmes. Okay. And I'm Marquise Davon of the Rational Anger Podcast, where we bridge the where we aim to bridge academia in the hood. Boom. Cool. See, that's all you had to do, Alex. Exactly. I don't understand. Yeah, anyway. Um, yeah, I'm Eden McKenzie. I'm from Don't Let the Stands, which is a music and culture podcast with a mark focus on stand culture. But we're here talking about this is us on this is we because it's mm-hmm. time to talk about this is us. <laughs> oh, you see, uh, you see what you did there. You see what you did there. I love it. I love it. The energy and go get his book as well, please, because I don't understand what's going on right now. But yeah, okay, cool. How is everybody? It's been a week, Alex. I can't lie to you. <laughs> it's been a week. It's been a week. Um, first and foremost, I think we should say that Toby will hopefully be in this episode at some point today. You know. Last week, we didn't record an episode because our schedules clashed and we're still in a clash technically. So hopefully at some point, Toby will appear in this conversation. Um, so he's not going to be completely out of the episode. Um, other than that, I'm good. Um, I've had a very fun week. This was the first weekend in a while that I haven't woken up in my house, which sounds sketchy, but I've been at friends' houses, just like, you know, living my life, going to housewarmings, Alex, looking at the camera like that, going to housewarmings, um, going to... My friend's birthday, happy birthday, Sam. Um, all of the above. And yeah, it's been a weird week, man. Someone's catfishing as me. It's a very, very weird life. Very, very weird life. As you. Yeah, man. It's a very, very weird life. Very, very weird. I'm getting DMs from people saying we're having WhatsApp conversations. You're supposed to meet me at this location. All of the above. And yeah. So if anyone, I don't know if it's if there's a point of saying this on this podcast. But if there's anyone who kind of listens to this podcast, who thinks they're talking to me, you're not talking to me. That is some brother from I don't even know where. So um, you're talking to me, it's not me. It's not me, bro. It's not me. There is some brother out there presenting to be me, and it's not this, me. This is what I'm saying. This is why my WhatsApp status is, if you see me in the street, it's not me, respectfully. Now, that used to be what it is. That used to be what it was. Right now, it's looking at you in disgust. <laughs> yeah. That's fine. Just basically, these are, these are the... 
the key points of, uh, of, yeah. of the days. But yes, so but you've, had a, you've had a, an interesting moment. Yeah, exactly. I want to say one thing. Um, special shout out to Rachel Dayty. Hopefully I've said your name correctly. And when I went to that housewarming, she came up to me and spoke about Don't Let the Stands, but she also spoke about This Is We and just said she loves the show um, and she kind of enjoys listening to us talk about the podcast and everything, talking about the show, sorry, and everything. Um, so a special thank you for, you know, showing love in person. That was really great to experience. Um, I love that. And yeah, man, it just, it makes this show feel a bit more lively. Um, Shout and, you out know, Ray Ray. Yeah, man. Go Ray Ray. Yeah, thanks for that. Um, apologies for being socially awkward. I was just born like that, but you know um so yeah next yeah. person please what do you love about the show ray ray let us know drop us a message yeah man yes. at, at this is we podcast mm. okay let us know um i'm i'm doing all right i'm doing well um i'm finally recovered because this weekend i i got blackout drunk y'all i don't know and i have not done that in a very long time and Jeez. I said, what is wrong with you <laughs> um <laughs> demon but yeah, no, it was actually a good weekend. Um, we were supposed to have a baby shower this weekend for one of my childhood friends. Uh, but she gave birth six weeks early. So oh, wow. instead of a baby shower, she got a baby. <laughs> wow. So, uh, yeah, but the baby is getting healthier and stronger. So I'm happy for you, Maisha. And then also, we just, instead of having a baby shower, she's in the hospital. So we were like, all right, let's go to brunch. So we do want to brunch. And it was nice to catch up. Um, but it's just like, being friends with people for the last 15, 16 years and just kind of like seeing the significant growth, but also at the point where we're just like, oh, friends are having kids now. <sighs> what, is, what does this mean for us? <laughs> we, we for us, we said 30 is approaching. Bro. But, well, for some um, of us is here. Yeah, is some here, some, some of us here. are here. Yeah. Yeah. Relevant, 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 relevant and okay. present. <laughs> relevant and present. Um, so yeah, overall, I had a really good, I really enjoyed myself this weekend. We actually had a bar to ourselves, which is super nice for us to just be in and just mess around like kids Play. again, which was super nice. So I just played, I played a lot this week, which was very nice. So yeah. Oh, that's good, man. Live your movie. I love to hear that. Yeah. I did. I did. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Alexander. Yeah. I had, a, I, had a, I had a good week. I was just adulting, you know, and I bought some bathroom scales. Um, because we have to, we have to, we have to stay on top of the metabolism nowadays. It's getting a bit peak. Everyone's, you know, there's things of like appearing on waistlines, and everybody needs to just remind themselves of who they are and who they were. So you know, bathroom <laughs> scale, so people can check and understand. Their Alex said, "I'm life. getting thick, and I don't um, like this." <laughs> I, didn't any, I didn't say anything about me. I said people. Okay. Um, so yeah, I've been good. Um, I've been good. Went to yeah birthdays. Um, enjoyment this weekend um yeah man i'm happy i'm happy i'm content woke up with a headache on sunday though um but it was all good uh how long is your recovery time because it took me until eight o'clock before euphoria last night to like fully feel like myself again oh no no i was i was okay by midday but oh but, must know. be nice <laughs> <laughs> but just pure water tea and and good vibes only you know so that's basically I, what it was pedialyte yeah, um, uh, yeah, I need to get your electrolytes. All right, <laughs> let's go on to the show. So we're all caught up. Um, this is what happens because we haven't seen, we haven't spoken to each other in a week. Um, so this is what this is what happens, guys. All I right, spoke to you yesterday, but okay, uh, you were in my car yesterday, but whatever. Yeah, so keep going. I saw the stories. Okay, yeah. I saw the stories. You were in my car. 
doing white doing white people we have it together as a as as a group of this is we okay okay don't try me Eden. (laughs) (laughs) just give me a reason give me a reason (laughs) all right um okay so let's get on with the show so we saw we watched um episode five of season six called heart and soul <clears throat> and in this episode we we saw many things we saw a young kate we saw a you know i want to say a middle-aged rebecca i'm trying to decide what age they are um you know we saw we saw randall lose it to the table <laughs> um we saw many different things so we're going to go through those those parts of the of the of the episode and kind of unpack those as you would expect um I want to ask about what your thoughts are on the episode, but I think we should just probably just jump in, right? Yeah, man. Let's yeah? Yeah, yeah, let's go. Let's do it. All right, so let's start with, um, okay, on our list at the minute, we've got Kate, Rebecca, and Regret. So let's let's talk about the whole Kate and Rebecca situation. The the younger Kate and Rebecca situation, because there's, there's an older Kate and Rebecca situation, which is mm-hmm. still kind of peak. So a Kate and Rebecca situation, what do you guys think about that whole situation um i think we need to stop speaking things into existence on this show because last week we were like you know what there's no story left for that for those actors in particular and all of the above no no who said i never said that what did you say i said there's no storyline left for young randall oh was it that generation okay 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 but there's a storyline left for kate because she was the only one that stayed at home Oh, I just took that as that generation. Okay, cool. That's what I okay. thought about it. Too. Yeah, You're there's good. no, there's no story. <laughs> we were talking about. Um, so basically, um, Toby mentioned that she wanted to see the, the 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 young one of the Randalls, the the recent, the more recent one before the current Randall we have, and um, and I said there's no storyline left for him because he meets Beth at uni, and we see that crossover when you know when Sterling K. Brown proposes to Susan Kalechi. Um, and we've seen that crossover, so there's no there's no real gap there. Kevin, obviously the same thing with Sophie, and you know, there's no there's no gap in between because he's just away from home. But we hadn't seen anything to do with Kate. So that's why we that's why Eden thought I, I meant the whole generation, but I actually just meant Kate. If if we're gonna see anything with the storyline, we're gonna see that Kate with the storyline. Okay. Um, yeah, go on. All right. Um so what are we talking about? The actual so, so Kate Rebecca, that dynamic. Yeah, Kate Rebecca. So this this the kind of era we're talking about is Miguel and Rebecca are chilling as friends. They are watching game shows. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they enjoy each other's company. They're just there for one another in that sense, platonically. And um Kate with her moody self um enters the room with the thundercloud <laughs> and just mm-hmm. like shames them in for sitting down and watching game shows and they get out and they go in um and they go speed dating and mm-hmm. the like so that, so was that kind whole of the whole setup scene. yeah okay um i feel like that scene really kind of encapsulates what grief is like from three different perspectives mm. so i feel like for um miguel and rebecca they have this kind of linked situation where they're both grieving someone that was very close to them and dealing with it in different ways whereas Miguel has pressures of his personal life to do with his wife and his children who we haven't really seen 
Rebecca has her own issues with her children at the moment as well and with her um her her deceased husband and as a result they come together and they're able to watch tv and kind of just forget things and you know laugh at things because they both they're both on the same wavelength um so i think what the thing that we predicted about like though this is us writers making us actually like miguel at some point and be like okay cool so i understand why they got together loki i was kind of like okay i see it <laughs> i'm starting to understand i'm starting to understand why they came together because when they went speed dating and and rebecca was telling people about the house burning down and the dog survived and everything i was just and all of the people were just walking like going past and miguel was like how's it going and stuff i was like okay cool this makes sense this is a nice kind of understanding of each other he's trying to push her back into the dating world whilst he's trying to go back in as well um but they they both have their insecurities like when miguel said about the hat and she said about the lipstick and all of the above um and kate is just projecting everywhere just literally everywhere um onto her mother onto like her kind of relationship because you know kate has had experiences that you know she's still trying to work through and understand um she's projecting some of those feelings from my perspective onto rebecca's relationship and her own unhappiness is starting to come out as well um yeah i i just feel like it was a very interesting episode to kind of see what grief looked like on from three different perspectives and um i feel like in this episode mandy Moore, phenomenal in terms of acting incredible business like she plays a woman at a fairly close age but the emotional kind of range that she plays her is just like you can see that when she plays the rebecca who has lost jack there's a brokenness to her character that is just very visible in her kind of facial um in her face in the way that she kind of laughs at things and the way she interacts with life there's like a fragileness to her character whereas when she's with jack there's like an aliveness she's quite like um she's just very kind of enjoying life and just in the moment a lot whereas you can see there's like a a darkness when jack has passed and everything um there's so many people i want to kind of talk about in terms of acting were excellent this episode but we'll kind of go into that later on during the episode but I think that dynamic was really interesting to see between Kate and Rebecca um, in the dating world. So I kind of want to see what happens next. Yeah. Um, I also want to say that Toby's character, Toby, Chris Sullivan, mm -hmm. he directed this episode. Yeah. So yeah, Fire. Um, yeah, it was an in terms of directing. This was incredible, and I'm going to kind of get into why later on. But yeah, that's yeah. What I think. I love that. Um, and I'm going to echo everything you say, so I'm not going to repeat that. But I would also add, um, when it comes to the grieving process, it's this idea of our fear of moving on a lot of the time. And so for Rebecca to romantically move on would solidify the fact that Jack is no longer with them. And I think mm -hmm. that Kate, that's Kate's issue right then and there is because it's just like, well, if my mom can move on, how long, as I continue to move on, will we forget about who he was? And I think that's like a lot of the fear when it comes to moving on. And I feel like Kate was experiencing that, but didn't know how to articulate it, nor did she have the life experience to understand what companionship actually looks like. Because to me, I don't always see like Rebecca and Miguel as like romantic a lot of the time, like until that one episode and like episode two of this season, 
but I see them as more like companions because I think later in life, that's what some people start to look for after a certain age um, in some spaces. And there's still a spark and stuff there. But I think for right now, they're both familiar with one another. And because of you having that familiarity, it's also safety. And in safety comes a routine. And that routine sometimes can become monotony and autom- and you become automatic. So I was happy when they decided to step out and do the speed dating thing. And that happy accident of like, oh, we're speed dating. And actually, you're the person that mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just easy with. Because even when she was struggling, and after her and Kate had the argument, and she did a wonderful slap to that girl. Yeah. Um, she immediately retreated to Miguel. She did not retreat to the person she just chose to go on a date with. She went back to what she knew and what felt safe to her and familiar. So to me, I think in that grieving process and learning how to create new systems and routines for your own life, um, Miguel was still that point because all of her kids are either in different places, transitioning out of the home, except for Kate. And so to me, Kate also being at home Kate, to me, is the character who has been at the biggest standstill. As much as I talk about Kevin and his crutches, at least he takes risks. Mm. But Kate has been the one who stayed at the house, and I think that's symbolic of her also wanting familiarity in a much different way. But I think Kate also wants a reason to be angry. I don't think she wants to move on. I think she wants to stay in this space because at least it's familiar for her. So I think Mm. we have to think about familiarity of emotions and like what I'm used to being inside. Because if I try to take the risk of being happy or take the risk of um, accepting my father has passed away, I think that's a lot more difficult because now you can't use your loss as a default or an excuse as to why you're not allowing yourself to have these newer relationships. So I think that's just something I've witnessed in other people's grief process, but I think was manifesting on this episode when I looked at Kate's character in particular. Yeah, um, I agree with both of the things, both of the things you said. I think that um, I just, I just, oh man, like I think my bad vibe signal kind of like started shaking when she walked into the room and she started talking, and I was like, you're actually, I just wanted to just mm, like cut her there and then, but um, but do you know what it really was? The acting wise, like she really gave me like Kate, the current Kate. Like I could, you could literally see it felt like she had just grown up. Do you know what I'm saying? Like you would, if you were to just look back on yourself, if you were to say, oh, that's Kate, that's Kate. You would think, oh, that's Kate when she was younger. And generally, yeah, that's the acting side, but you don't look at it. As, I don't, I never looked at them as like, oh, that's younger Kate sort of thing. I always kind of blurred it into the, same thing because they act so well together and they they got this really like the intonation the way they speak the way they say stuff because even um it sounded very it just sounded the way she spoke just sounded very similar to the way the current Kate speaks and I just and yeah it just made me feel really grounded in that space and um yeah but she was just like because she was terrible she was terrible and when she got slapped I laughed and I did like I was like ha but obviously I don't condone beating children and I don't condone that but she was she was all up in her face she was um, too spicy she was all up in her face <laughs> talking about calling her a slut and all sorts yeah man boxer done but um it wasn't it, it, but I but those are the kind of things that make and break relationships in general so and you know the dynamics between parent parent and child can be really disrupted between 
the, that kind of that kind of beating. So I wasn't sure what was to come after that. Um, and of course, we saw what was what happened in the future, like what was going on in the present time. But um, yeah, I think yeah, you're right. You know, dealing with that kind of grief was was um, was important to to see how Kate handled it because, of course, she had she was the one with the most guilt, um, and she was the one that obviously, as you know, stayed at home with all of that stuff. Um, I think that. Oh, go on. I was going to say the real quick note too is also a mother or a widow also having to balance out being strong and being in pain at the same time. Mm. And I think when, um, when she saw her mom break down, I think that that was a very important moment because we don't get to see our parents sweat. Mm. And so um, in that moment, when, she was on the phone and Rebecca started breaking down and Kate was in the corner listening. I think that's a part where she, there was a little glimpse where I feel like she tried to humanize her mom, but didn't want to give her that same excuse. So I was like, she's in this weird space of wanting to humanize her mom and not allowing her mom to be human at the same time. It's mm. a weird balance for her as a kid. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. She didn't have the emotional maturity to be able to do that on both sides you know I think that's and I think that's important because we never really saw do we really did I feel like you know what as it as it comes no as adults we never we don't really see much of Kate's grief right it's just it's 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 held in her body as in with regards to the body weight issues and whatnot but we see the grief um often with Kevin we see the grief often with um with Randall, but we, but I feel like Kate must, because Kate was so up close, up front. Well, I say proximity-wise with her mum all the time. She she experienced that grief much more intensely. It looks like, um, so that was really interesting to see. Um, yeah, I don't know, I don't know about the regret bit. What what bits were regretting? What her bot getting boxed in the face? No, that the regret part comes in her older age. And now if we go into present time, Kate, the whole idea that when Kate and Toby quietly made the decision that she, I knew it, I knew that that's what they had to be referring to when they were like, oh, when are we going to let Rebecca know? Mm -hmm. And so to me, I don't think Kate allows her mom to be in those gentler moments. And so in the episode when she saw her mom with the music, and mind you, those two should be a little bit closer because they had that love of music, but Kate's always been jealous of her mom. And so because of that jealousy, that wall has always been up with her. But now that Kate's a mom and Kate's also experiencing hardship within her marriage, like seeing her mom be in her happiest form. And I always say this about anybody, like if I get to see you do what you love, there's a different spark in you. Like there's such a beauty of any human who's doing what they are passionate about. And I think Kate saw that in her mom in that moment when she's singing her song and doing the things that she gets to do and have those moments. Mm. And it's a, I think it's such a beautiful and gentle scene. But again, the bad vibes came back. That thundercloud came back when she went back and called Toby. So in that moment, I felt like she was regretting losing all of that time with her mom because she didn't know how to process her grief for so long. So I think seeing the harshness of that juxtaposed with seeing her mom be so gentle as she only now can reckon like I have limited time with my mom. I think at that point, Kate's starting to experience regret because now you're just like, damn, I wish I would have spent more time with you and not have been angry with you my entire life. 
But now I also have to feel regret and now guilt because I don't trust you with my kids because of you having um, early signs of dementia. Yeah. Whew. That was a lot. That's yeah. a lot. The, um, if, we, if we move on to kind of him, her and Toby not trusting Rebecca with their kids, um, I, I don't know what it was, but I felt like I was getting a bad vibe from Toby. Like every time he came on the screen, I was a bit like, ew. Like, do you, do you I mean, agree. Do you mean in terms of like the, it's like a bouginess to him now? Yeah, like it didn't feel like, it didn't feel like him. It felt like, um, it felt like every time he comes on the phone as an excuse. And I feel like there's always a, some, there's a reason why he can't do something. Or there's a reason why he's not being able to be present in that moment hmm. or something. And I just, and I, and every time he comes on, I'm just a bit like, I wonder how the British guy would handle, would have handled that whole situation. You know, like, would he, would they, would, would they have told um, Rebecca that she couldn't be around the kids? Would they have done that? Um, I'm still not 100% sure whether that was the right decision to tell Rebecca that in that way and the way they did it because I think she needed mm -hmm. she wanted Toby there to tell it to, to speak to her with her um, about it but I think it was good that they managed to kind of get through that together but at the same time I'm not 100% sure that was a good decision to do to make I, yeah. I don't think so go ahead Eden I was going to say it was kind of like the return of the slap in the face right mm. like saying saying to rebecca listen you don't want you around the kids or we we know you wouldn't do anything intentionally but um we need to think now as parents like marquise was essentially saying um we have a responsibility to you but also to our kids as well and um i don't know when it comes to the toby situation i, I do understand what you mean like the whole yacht thing and you know pictures of well the scene where he was walking down from coming off the yacht and he got on his phone and he was like talking to um, Kate and just kind of basically, I understand what you mean. I understand what you mean. I think it's very hard long distance in, in the situation that they have at the moment. Um, and I, I feel like there are certain things that are happening as a result of Toby trying to keep the family together and maybe some things that we aren't seeing. Um, but I feel like Toby's character didn't really care about those things when we first met him. Like he was very um, kind of blasé about general life. And, um, you know, I, he doesn't strike me as someone who kind of chases riches or kind of want to be like super successful. Like I think my understanding of him as a character is he's someone who, you know, is happy as long as he he's able to be happy with other people. Um, but those shots didn't really do him justice. Those scenes didn't really do him justice in this episode. Um, and did you guys also notice that <clears throat> um, Kate, no, Toby said to Kate, um, I love you so much. And then Kate responded, love you. And then that's it. And then like, hung up. I didn't like, even peep that. Yeah, the contrast. I, 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 I thought, I, I, I remember that scene because I've just watched it just before we came on. Yeah. But I, but I didn't, hear the love you bit I, I noted in my mind she didn't say it back yeah yeah because I remember I can't remember who I had the conversation with but there's a massive difference between I love you and love you I don't know yes. just in the in the way you kind of say it to people there's a massive kind of difference yeah there's an intentionality um, behind saying I 
exactly. something and owning your love you is just very general yeah like yeah. you say love you, you to people that you know you want to let you know that you care about them but i love you is a bit more it's like a passing phrase sometimes if you're going to say like mm-hmm. yeah like, exactly yeah. it's a bit more intentional so mm. i don't know i think we're starting to see kind of the dregs of their marriage and um i feel like kate kate is definitely starting to feel the weight of more than just the children like toby could have been there for that conversation obviously you can't always control these situations but he could have been there to tell rebecca as well to take some of that weight off um mm. but also kate needs to stand on her own too as well um which i haven't really the... i'm still on this situation of kate needing therapy i'm going to be completely honest with you guys like I'd, i i know we're in the last season but i don't see her handling a lot of situations in a very healthy type of way um you know what since seeing this episode i'm not 100 convinced that she needs therapy in the way that randall needed therapy okay um i'm more convinced that she will she will find her agency and she will recognize her own kind of independence. And when she does recognize her own independence, she will, that's when that's, that's when she will leave Toby. Because it's little bits I'm, like this, it's little bits like this, like him not showing up and her having to do it and and her having to do it. Every step of the way, someone's been there for her to be able to lean on. But now, as soon as she finds her own agency and she will learn that, because that British guy's not going to give her, not going to be some sponge for her, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I, so I'm not 100 sure she's going to need um, therapy in that in the in, in the way that Randall needed it. Um, okay, that's fair enough, mm-hmm. and I see what I see what you mean. But um, happens, I think the agency point is important, but I'm still I'm still a bit uncomfortable with the way she handles a lot of situations. In this season, she's been great in terms of adapting because Toby has let her down on various and a multitude of situations um but i feel like if the if the show was to continue i don't know if we'd see a lot of growth from kate and that's the thing that i worry about it's not so much you know the agency point it's more so that i keep seeing her project a lot of her own insecurities on other people and that's with regards to you know going back seasons with toby going to the gym and her being uncomfortable with that and um you know her mom being really attractive and her this is what i mean well the thing is like and i love that you brought that point up because at the end of the day kate is uh, kate has always been uncomfortable with everybody else's progression Mm. because i think until kate can reckon with her father's death and also reckon with her mom kate's jealousy is never going anywhere and it's always going to hinder her so to me, like, I love what Alex brought up because I think we're going to witness Kate ex- like extremely, wi- like have an extreme amount of growth in a short amount of time. And while she's also having this extreme amount of growth, because in my mind before I was like, oh, Toby's leaving Kate. Mm. Now in these last five episodes, Kate's leaving Toby because she's being forced to have to focus on her own. She don't got no more crutches. She don't got none of them. She ain't borrowing Kevin's anymore. Okay. Kevin's that way. Uh, Randall's that way. Her mom's, you know, not going to be here for long enough. Like, yeah, in, in her so opinion. Kate, Kate will be forced into um, having to make a choice of, like, what does Kate actually need and want? 
And I'm, I'm, I'm excited for her to answer that question. Hi, Toby. Toby's back. Hi, guys. Sorry I'm late. But I'm here. I'm here. So we're just yeah. talking about um, Kate and... Um, yeah, we're just talking about Kate and, you know, her having to tell her mom that she didn't want her to be around the kids by herself because right. Toby didn't show up. But you showed up. That's the Toby that matters. Yay. We, we love this Toby. Yeah. <laughs> um, any thoughts on that? Um, yeah, I thought that was, I tried to put myself in the, in Kate's situation and I couldn't blame her. I couldn't be like, oh, what she did was wrong. And I loved seeing the comparison between how she behaved with her mum when she was younger, like there must've been 19, yeah, maybe 18, 19 at the time. And Kate wasn't that fair to her mum, but this time she kind of had, she had to, she had to be the one to make a decision that was right for everybody. Um, obviously it would hurt Rebecca. Um, but ultimately you don't want something wrong to happen before you make a change. And I think that's her being responsible and just preventing anything bad happening. Um, and I, I heard bits of what you guys had said and what Marquise you just said was what I thought as well. It was like, yes, that was a really like techie decision that she had to make, but ultimately Kate has to do things. She needs to look out for her two children. And I'm not saying that Toby doesn't, but he's not physically around as much. And I can just imagine that would continue to happen. Um, and I don't know if you guys already discussed Malik and Deja. Okay. Oh, All right. we didn't get there yet. You know, oh, we had okay. to save the juicy, the juicy yes! parts for last. Yes. <laughs> Basically. Yeah, okay. We're, 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 yeah. we're hovering. We're, 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 it's the white persons. Okay, right, 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 right. Like, you know, we, so we, we, we end must. on a high note. <laughs> okay, 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 okay. As, as, you, as you must. But I mean, and I, I won't touch on Delisha Maker. Too, um, Delisha Maker? Did, uh, oh my God. Deja and Malik. Deja I feel like I just gave them a couple names. Um, Dejalika. Dejalika. Delisha, that's my baby's name. But um, but it was interesting to see them want to be together, and then like maybe they they sense the importance of being together. I'm not going to insert my opinion yet. Um, and I don't know, Kate and Toby doing what they they got to do. I guess I don't know. I feel like Toby should just come home. But anyway, yeah. yeah. And, this is, I, and this is the thing, right? So I I do feel like it's going to get to a point of frustration. Um, there's going to be something that they that has been kind of um, obviously boiling up to the point whereby Jack's Jack's baby Jack's head gets cut open mm. or something like that because he's not paying attention to his family because he's mm. not there. He doesn't understand what it takes to be there and all that stuff. That's probably what the conversation is going to be. Yeah, um, and he's done it before. I don't know if you guys discussed that already, but Toby's done this before. Like he's he's kind of he's uh, he's not selfish, but I think maybe he can hyper focus. And I've been learning a lot about hyper focusing on things um, recently, like food stuff in my personal life. But basically, I can hyper focus as well. So I can recognize on TV when someone full of distraction. Yeah. So I just feel like Toby's done this before. He really hyper-focused on his um, health journey and he wasn't as present for, yeah, for Kate. And there was nothing wrong with him being healthy, like at all, but it was just like there wasn't a balance. And that was a really a case, that was a very tense time for Kate and Toby. Of course, at the time, Kate was a little, maybe she was a little bit jealous, but also it was a sensitive time. Like she legit just gave birth to baby Jack. And again... She, while she did not birth Haley, 
she's a new mother to two to two kids under two i believe two under two that's very tense i can't imagine even being a, ch- um, a mother one blind exactly one's got yeah exactly and then not oh my gosh yes so jack jack um was born blind Haley is an adopted child so there is that the extra sensitivity um to all of that like these are two very sensitive cases um so and toby's not around for that and it seems as if he's slipping into it it, it could come across as if he's slipping into hyperfocusing at the moment the stuff the reasons why he's not been around or maybe messed up a little bit kind of you're like oh that kind of just happened but if it keeps on going it's kind of peak yeah, because what we said prior to you coming on, because mm. Eden said that he thinks Kate should get therapy, and I said that basically I don't think she'll get therapy. I think she will just learn to be more independent without Toby, and then that's when she and that's when she'll be. That's when she will learn to. That's when she will decide to leave him, because she all the stuff that because he was meant to come back so they could tell Rebecca together, but yeah. she had to do that. She had to face that herself, and when she once she does those things herself, she's going to feel like, well, you're not even here. Mm. I'm doing it anyway. Mm. Um, so yeah, that's um, that's cute. Um, should we talk about the Manny? <laughs> should we talk about Kevin? I should we talk about Kevin, Nikki, Cassidy, and Edie. And Edie. Oh, right. can we touch on Nikki and Edie yeah. first? Okay, yeah. Nikki and Nikki Nikki's Nikki's easily <laughs> my favorite character of this whole thing. <laughs> um, because he just gives me YOLO. Like mm. I've got like. <laughs> I've got like a decade and a half left. What do you mean? I'm going to just do all the things <laughs> like, that he needs to do. You see a man was flexing on the airplane, waxing <laughs> lyrical to Edie, you know what I mean? Man sitting relaxed, you know, when the arms were like this. Like, <laughs> he, was like, <laughs> he was like, what are you going to tell me about this flight? You're going you're gonna to punish me? Mm. Um, all that stuff. So, <laughs> so that was it. And this is why I find it funny because I find him, I find his growth like the most pleasurable to have seen he provides that obviously provides a comic relief but he also provides that um idea of redemption sort of thing and i and i really enjoy him um as a person um he needs to keep his fork out of Edie's plate but you know Child, I in there i was like where is your plate like your plate's there and full like what are you doing? <laughs> um but yeah no nah, i really enjoyed i really enjoyed those scenes um you know him finding his happiness and and whatnot <clears throat> I don't know if 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 I'm um, nasty, but um, I'm, yeah. So before <laughs> Nikki was like, <laughs> "Marquis," <laughs> no, hey, hey. literally, I just kept thinking, when was the last time Nikki had sex? Was it when he gained his first sexual experience with Sally? So I was literally just, because we get a sense that he was just a loner. Like he didn't talk to anybody for mm. like how many years from, from Vietnam till 2020. Remember, he said, this one, this one's human. <laughs> <laughs> that killed no, me. No, he said, he said a real live woman. A real live woman. I was like, oh, so like, you had you, money. Why would you word it like that? <laughs> <laughs> because he said what he said and he meant what he meant. <laughs> And the thing is, I love Nikki because you always it's just straightforward to the point. I don't gotta sift through anything, Nikki. You're nasty. I was literally I was I was literally thinking that, like, and I was like, are they gonna mention this? And I was so glad that he just said it outright. He was just like what an overnight bag. 
I just, I just, and I've said this before, I love Nikki's youthfulness, that there's something juvenile about him. And not in a sense that he's regressed in any way. It's just in the sense of, I think maybe a lot of us need to be like that. Like as we get mm. older, we become more and more reserved. Obviously mm. there's, there's time and place to say certain things. You don't go around throwing chairs at people. Yeah. Um, Cause that's something that Nikki has done, but, but there's something very juvenile about Nikki that I really appreciate. And I feel like, we can all be a little bit more like that, like a little bit more upfront. Mm, um, more Nikki. Yeah, be a bit more Nikki. It's it's hilarious. It's cute. I absolutely love it. And I just and I can see why. I think he will go all in with his relationship with Edie mm. because it could be like a first love for him. Like yes, yeah, Sally, but Sally might have been significant to him, but maybe in the grand scheme of things, it wasn't a serious relationship. Mm. So to to watch Nikki go into this. And we know that it's going to end well in regards to a marriage. Um, if, if that's what you cast going well, yeah. Um, I just I just, I just, just love Nikki. Um, he's nasty. I, I, I hope that we get to see, like, maybe a bit more uh, more storylines around their sex life. I said it. Like, mm-hmm. I, I do. I, I just think it will be really... It'll be interesting to... See, how do I put this politely? To see an older couple navigating mm-hmm. having sex for the first time. Do I want to see on screen? Not necessarily, oh. but for it to be discussed, you know? Yeah, we, we don't even, we don't even see stuff like that on screen anyway. Well, no. we do, because Ozark did a madness. Yeah. <gasps> oh, no, I don't watch Ozark. Oh, I don't watch Ozark. Ozark oh, no. did a madness that ruined my life. I can't even lie to you. Really? Yeah, it was mad. It was oh, mad. Wow. Alex, you sent Alex. Alex, Alex is down. not, he's not even on the screen. He's on he the said, floor. I am not here anymore. <laughs> if you see... Anyway, we'll talk about that another time. Um. Oh, God, yeah. Um, that was, yeah. Mm. <laughs> um, but... So yeah, so Edie, you know, Edie's a black auntie, you know. Mm. I, I, I'm, I'm looking forward to the day she meets Beth, and they, and they lock eyes. That's all I'm waiting for. They lock yeah. eyes, and they're like, "I see you, I see you." Mm. Thanksgiving, maybe. Apparently, there's a Thanksgiving episode which I thought they'll skip because Thanksgiving, obviously, in America, happened a while ago. But they they're keeping a Thanksgiving episode in. Apparently. Good. Oh, cool. Those are my favorite episodes. Mm. That's when all the drama happens. All the yeah. Drama. Yes, because mm-hmm. every, every all of your decisions come to a table, and now yep. you have to deal with it as mm. cut into the turkey. Screaming. Um, but yes, I live I was living for it because I love seeing the difference of Nikki and um Kevin. And it's just so funny because it's just like, damn, Kevin sucks to suck, but like you're never finding this love. And then Nikki, you're a beam of hope for all of us. I love that for us. Mm. Um <laughs> and it's just so funny because it's just like Kevin is obviously overthinking his stuff, and Nikki's just like, let's just do it. Mm. I think yeah. Kevin tried to emulate Nikki for 0.2 seconds. Uh, Cassie said, "Babes, no, not for me. Mm-mm. Never mm-hmm. again." She said, "Go and chase uh, one of your blondes." That, that and not one. one of your little friends. <laughs> no, okay. So can we talk? About, can we talk about that scene with? <laughs> yeah, let's talk about that. Okay, Kevin, but right, before on, before we get into that scene, this is when Eden didn't remember in oh, our chat that nobody go. watched it. All and right, it so was quick, hilarious. All right, so quick, quick story, quick story. Right, I just need to let y'all know. Quick, quick story. Go on, Eden. Tell a quick story. Yes. I, I watched the, the episode. I watched the episode slightly earlier. Mm-hmm. Mm. And you watched um, it on American time. Yep, I did. Um, we're not gonna talk about that. But mm. yeah, so I went Hot in the group Morris. chat. <laughs> I went. In, <laughs> I went in the group chat, and I, you know, I was having a conversation with Marquise. You know, two Americans just having a conversation. You know, just enjoying life. <laughs> and. <be> um, <laughs> Let me, let me then, go into the group chat. I want to see. <laughs> <laughs> and then um, 
Toby just kept saying hello. Like every single time I started talking about the show, I just kept saying hello, hello. I was like, why does Toby keep saying hello? I'm right here. Like bonjour. Like, I was like, okay, Toby, yes, hello, Toby. Hello, yes, Toby. Um, and it turns out that I was spoiling the show for both both Toby and Alex because wow. they hadn't seen it yet. And it was at that exact point. I was like, how can what's her name? Cassidy. Cassidy, right? Yeah, Cassidy. Yeah, yeah. How yeah, can Cassidy. how can Cassidy drag Kevin like that? And all of this, and then everyone in the background, like, hello, hello, we haven't watched it. Meanwhile, me and Marquise were vibing, you know, we're having a little conversation. <laughs> minding our business. Yo, I didn't Americans, even know, I like didn't I that because when, when eating the yapping, 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 Literally, I said, I said, Americans and Eden, hello. I missed that, I, I missed, I missed that small bit because I was like, slap him up. And I was like, what are you doing? No, it's like us UK people haven't watched it yet. And then I was like, I'm leaving at the group. And you were still talking. <laughs> <laughs> All right, for I Clary, tried so hard. For Clary, I'm I not tried. an American, just to let people know. I know you can but, hear yeah. my accent, but, but you know. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I was on American time when I watched it. Yeah, yeah that, yeah. Um, um, yeah. So, yeah, so Cassidy. I enjoy Cassidy. I enjoy the realness. Um, Cassidy's back, and Kevin invited her to the to the. I don't know where they were. Oh, to, yeah, to Nikki's to thing. The cabin. The ca- to the cabin, or was it the caravan? Cabin. Anyway, to the cabin. To the cabin. Uh, yeah, and um, yeah. So now you know. Before he had the pep talk with with Randall. Randall said, "Don't don't don't propose to anybody." <laughs> That made me laugh so Randall much. Randall was moving kind of mad. I was a bit yeah, like, Yeah, man. You're actually taking the piss now. You're lucky that you guys are in good terms. Isn't that's, it? That's, he's just like, okay, Randall, why would you? Randall's like, listed. He was like, my African American like, cousin in law. He's like, you passed Sophie. She passed. Da, 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 da. Like, you're Went a serial monogamy. <laughs> it's the fact that he was getting dragged through the whole episode. And it's really what we've all been saying yep. for the last six seasons. Yeah. And, and also, guys, what did I say about Sterling K. Brown's contract and him having to run every episode? Oh, what did I say? Man. Yeah, you did. You have. You said it. We you need to, before the season you know, ends, you know what? I'm going to tweet Sterling K. Brown. I'm going to yeah, go hide. I just need to know. You know what? But you know what? You get to you get to 40, you just have to keep the metabolism slow because you don't. Anyway, we're going to get to the point where anyway but he went in he came into the kitchen and gave beth that slow kiss yeah you can't, you, you can't do that when you are not running every day you know what I'm saying? Oh, keep up so you need to day. be in a gilet run every day what? in a gilet and your little iphone holder <laughs> and your and your wired headphones who wears wireless headphones no? no they were wireless they were, they were wireless okay because yeah, cool, yeah, he tapped his arm and then he spoke right um oh wow kevin did that spawn that endorsement there <laughs> Oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's the headphones, the phones. Yeah. Nice. Um, yeah, so Kevin, um, Cassidy, um, he tried to, you know, go on a low-key date with her at the ice cream place and then <laughs> tried to make a move. And Cassidy said, no, what are you doing? <laughs> Why are you touching my hand? Um, Did and he then, make a move? Yeah, he tried to hold her hand. Yeah, he tried to hold her and hand. Then, well, well, she, look, she was like, huh? So the thing is, I don't think he like tried. The ghetto, what? <laughs> I don't think he tried to make a move. I think he tried to do. I think he conflated the idea of them sleeping together and them like being outside as a thing. He tried to make a move. Uh, that's a mi- like, no, but he doesn't understand. I, I feel like he doesn't understand he, the difference between that kind of ecstasy. If you get what I mean. No, so yes, and I actually yeah, I, I know Alex, you're right. Kevin. Alex, okay, stop doing eyes because you're right. Yes, he Relax, made a move. Okay, you're great. Eden, yes, I understand yes. what you're trying to say because the thing yeah. is. Um, Kevin loves, he's hyper intimate. 
he's sexually he cannot identify like different forms of intimacy and sex mm -hmm. so like to him holding hands is like a very gentle intimate thing and i think kevin yes he can talk about sex all he wants because he thinks sex is a very particular thing but i think he also conflates different forms of intimacy and i think that's what he creates it's what he's craving is like intimate connection mm -hmm. and again she's familiar we're thinking about familiarity as like a theme of this episode mm -hmm. uh well at least that's how i'm thinking about it and he tried to just be like, oh, here's a pinky. Oh, mm -hmm. here's a hand touch. No, 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 no. But think about it even before they went and got the ice cream. His form of intimacy was like, oh, we're doing the dishes together. Oh, this is mm -hmm. cute. Oh, do you see how they're doing? Oh, look at that. He's shut up. And, and she's like, why are you? You're like, uh, like why, are you next, why are you next to me? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but to me, I think like there's different forms. And I think he just is a hyper intimate person mm -hmm. rather than like a hyper sexual person person i think mm. he does rely on sex as the form of a distraction and maybe that's his vice as we saw two episodes two or three episodes ago mm. um but i think when it comes to somebody like him he tries to be wholesome and um doesn't yeah. know how to do it without pushing boundaries yeah i just want to add something about kevin because we have seen kevin be uh, he just <laughs> enjoy a lot of casual sex multiple women when we first met him like the first mm. time he was on screen there yeah. was three women but he was also at the time he he was an addict now we will call him a recovering a recovering addict someone who is sober at the moment so he's obviously but now more in in tune with maybe the things that he avoided at the time that we met him mm -hmm. so now that he's sober and he's you know he's doing the work as the kids say he's going to his um i think that it's called aa in america as well but he's going mm -hmm. to his mm -hmm. meetings so now we can see okay this is what kevin is this is how he sees love and relationships and sex and like yeah some people like myself you just can't do the casual thing it doesn't work you just mm -hmm. it's just better to, to just abstain rather than do the casual just read, thing just read your bible just just read your i only got to that part i just tweeted that like casual sex really doesn't do it for me anymore in like december after that christmas break i said oh, i don't think i like this anymore listen mm. i'm i can't it's even tragic. lie with this whole situation with kevin i'm literally i'm working on that mm. I, I can't do the whole um casual thing i won't even, i won't even front there mm -hmm. needs to be some form of like intimacy like for me personally so mm -hmm. i can relate to that yeah Alex, just looking up into the distance oh i agree oh, okay mm. you can say that on the microphone you know <laughs> just wanted to remind you we're on, a, we're on a podcast so you know you might want to just it like you know, you know, what I mean? you know are we in the words. sharing are we in the sharing circle <laughs> Oh, this wow. is yeah we, we this is what this is us does it makes yes. you talk the talk because this i had this conversation with a friend today and part of me just does not want other people to listen to this one this very particular episode mm -hmm. so people should not hear it but yeah i was just okay how do i put this so a friend of mine and i genuinely mean a friend not not me um was was just saying that like just she started to feel numb um doing just like a bunch of casual stuff because the streets now apparently in the streets is so casual that you know is bam bam thank you ma'am not even a cuddle afterwards <laughs> oh you kill me toby you're too <laughs> you're too innocent i love it, I love it. <laughs> I do think now you said not even hot chocolate and marshmallows not, not, not even food <laughs> like, <laughs> you, might be, you might be hungry it's like get into the uber and go home nah, that is 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 that what the kids are doing now I hear you. that 
can murder me. That can yeah. kill me. I'm if pissed. something I'm kills pissed. me, it's that. Yeah. I think I think I think the bounds of what is casual. <laughs> oh, you were kids, Lockies. I'm in a transition phase. Okay, right. Like, you now know, it yeah. won't be like all right, two times a month. Now it might be like one time a month. On I hear you. I respect that. Now. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I think that I think the I think the boundaries to what is casual is expanding and changing. I think that people mm. are, have been so locked away, locked down, out of out of interaction with people for so long. There's a kind of a weird gap in between of the craving intimacy and the just craving physical contact. Mm. Um, and I think people can't. They it's hard for people to really differentiate differentiate or find the middle ground mm. because I feel like a lot, a lot of people do feel like they've missed out on the past two years and to mm-hmm. kind of go from all right now I'm getting back out to dating to all of a sudden I'm in a committed relationship is a mm. bit of a huge mm-hmm. step for a lot of people so I think mm. that's actually really important to think about as well because yeah. um this the, the, the nature of our times it's hard it's hard mm. for everybody mm-hmm. trying to figure out how to readjust back to this stuff so you know, they did say once you know once this pandemic is over, the kind of, it'll be the, it'll be like the Roaring Twenties again. And yeah, kind of in and out, in and out, in and out, doing what they're doing. Ugh, I'm not made for that. But like that's what I'm, but, you <laughs> know what I mean. But, <laughs> but but you know what I'm saying. But when that when I think about things, bring it back to the show. When I think about people like Rebecca, and when I think about people like um, Nikki, and when I think about people, you know, when when I look at it, and the kind of whole premise of the show is that time. Even Rebecca said it, timing is everything. You never know what that's going to look like and how it's going to look like for you. Certain things might not, you know, Kevin didn't, Kevin didn't need to look into whatever it was and found Nikki, you know what I'm saying? Like he found Nikki and then he found Cassidy, you Mm. know, he found, like, um, Kate went to the, went to the Weight Watchers, met Madison, now she has nieces and the niece and nephew. You know what I mean? Like, Timing is everything. All these things mm. happen. I think when we start to over plan and overdo and overthink and over all this stuff, that's when we start to like mess up. Become a Kevin. Kevin right. scripted out what he thought her reaction should be. Kevin said, oh, let me go back because Cassie's familiar. Mm. I also feel safe with her. So I'm going to call her while I'm in distress. Same thing, Kate, not Kate. What's her name? Rebecca did with Miguel. I know who this person is. She knows me already. I can just call her when I have problems to dump on her. Not recognizing, girl, boy, why you think I'm up at three o'clock in the morning every morning? I got my own shit to deal with. Mm. Then he's like, well, let me invite you to this space. That's a romantic gesture with a hope for for a transaction by the end of it. Mm. To me, Kevin (laughs) was in full actor mode. He was like, oh, I can script this entire thing out because all of this is supposed to happen. And when it did not go according to his plan, as per usual, he was just like, mm. yeah, you don't want. So to like, me, I'm just like, Kevin is still like, he's still an actor at the end of the day who needs a script because a script, at least it won't change. Mm. It will always remain the same. Yeah. She, he had to, she had to drag him. Yeah. And you know, and I loved that whole, that whole, my darkness is not your darkness. Go mm. and mess, go like you don't mess with my peace. Mm. She said, leave me at peace. She said, I'm, I'm broken enough, no, didn't she? That's she said, I'm broken enough, leave me at peace. Mm. I she, love she, that. She, she walked sounds... that way. She walked that way. It's even said, the way she smiled. I said, I'll meet mm. you in the car. It's cool. Like, all oh, that direction. Wherever she went, she just mm. left the screen. <laughs> and you just have to think about that. Because mm. I do think he's going to get back with Sophie. 
And I do feel that like that's going to happen because I feel like that makes sense. All I know is he needs to leave Madison alone. That's all I know. Yeah. Because when um, he called her now the person she's dating, let's just say, and was just like, oh, if she wants food, buy it for her as well. I just like, bro, he will probably find this out by himself. I can't lie to you. Like, you didn't really need to text the guy this, if I'm being 100. And also, just kind of looking at the way that, you know, he, the her date came out of the bedroom and he was she had to explain to him that they were just watching YouTube. I was like, bro, mind where is your own? Where is your own? Why are you here? <laughs> like, what's going on? Um, no, man, Kevin, explain. Huh? No, man, explain. We just bring the fitness to the house and then one man just come out and talk about, talk about smoothie. No, no, no. Explain what's going on here. What's going on here? That's true. That's true. What, what kind of rambunction is happening? Yeah, it was That's quite true. interesting That's that they're going, to, they're going to the you have zoo. To, if it, yeah, if it was just him walking in, then he's not going to be like, you know what I mean? But I feel like... That's true. That's true. That's true. You're right. Yeah. Boundaries. Yeah. But yeah, because if she had, if he had known she, he was there, he probably wouldn't have done the whole, look at her touching Manny's face. Yeah. Because yeah, yeah. he would have just been like, here they are, we'll talk later, whatever. And go. Yeah. Anyway, I would have anyway. Um, yeah. Anything else to say on Kevin? Oh, stop messing with Madison. That's all. She's a grown woman. She can have, she can be with whoever she wants to be. Mind your yeah. business and stop ruining everybody else's shit. Oh, that's my all. Leave wow. them at peace, man. Leave them Marky at peace. said, that's all. <laughs> yes, because <laughs> I really said, I said, let her be happy. Let her, be, <laughs> let her be with her nerdy boyfriend because he's your direct, he's your foil and you don't like it because he should have what you got. Well, you think you should have what he has. But also, it don't work like that. But also, the guy is a bit creepy. I won't lie to you. He gives me Stan. He gives me Stan when it comes to Kevin. Like when Kevin oh, walks I in the room. He, I, oh, I don't think he gives him Stan. I think I think just no, like, no, he gives I, me. No, Alex, Alex, look at my hands. Me. He gives me Stan. No, you. Eden. Me. So anyway, <laughs> as, I, as, as I was saying, as I was saying, as, as Eden was saying. Anyway. So you have to mute, you have to mute Eden because he's moving mad. He's taking action. He's doing too much. He's so close to being, you're so close to being thrown out of the, the chat. I just saw the screen, Eden's been muted. And I was like, <laughs> you see tyrants? Do you see tyrants? Oh Listen, my God. Eden, Eden, so you remember Alex anyways, said the hierarchy. You know anyways, I mean. as I was saying, I was saying. Um, so this... This, this boyfriend moves a bit like a stand because like anything to do with Kevin, he's like, oh, you must have had like a busy day. I've seen this in the news or, you know, should we exchange numbers? I'm like, bro, like what's going on? Mm. And can we also talk about the fact that he is the antithesis to Kevin? Like not that like the guy is ugly or anything along those lines, but he's a nerd. He's like very kind of, he lives a very normal lifestyle. Safe. And that must really irk Kevin as well. Because Kevin is supposed to be this hyper attractive guy who... Is always doing something exciting with someone, you know. He has that kind of exciting life, but I think with a the Manny being rebooted and he's like playing an older role and he's not seen as like the sexy main character anymore. But also the fact that Madison is dating a guy who is just very, very normal, very, very safe. He's not anything like Kevin. That must really bug him because he's out here struggling, like just struggling for any connection at all, sleeping on Kate's couch. So, um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> not sleeping on, on Kate's couch. No, but he is. Wait, that took me out. <laughs> I wasn't ready for that. I was like, oh. No, but he is. He is. 
I just need hey. Kevin to get it together. Ugh. I know why Kevin gets my nerves. He reminds me of someone I used to know. And yeah, it's like <laughs> you look at the person and you like, you literally have the tools to get it together. You've made the same mistakes. You can get it together. Just please, I am begging you, get it together. Build and your that's mother's what, house. Build the house. Like, yeah, yeah, like literally, why are you like literally every time Ke- every time Kevin does something that's annoying, it's literally like you actually have the opportunity to do something else. Okay. You're like, oh, I need to, you need to keep yourself busy. Episodes ago, millions of episodes ago, you said you were gonna build the house. Why are you only doing it now when you're sleeping on your sister's couch? When you Kevin can build a 50 of privilege. Like, he's a waste of privilege. You, he's, literally, he's literally a white man <laughs> who is tall and good looking. So not only is he a white man, he's also tall and good looking. Not only is he tall and, and good looking, he's got money. Oh my god! <laughs> literally, he and has... you're choosing. You're, he's choosing to slum it, like that, in someone's what, room. In the... <laughs> first, first it was a garage with no windows. <laughs> not a garage with no windows in the house that, in, in, the, in the house that he owns no this does he i don't think he owns that house what is this what is this what is this eden chicanery, white chicanery. yes yeah, it's white chicanery honestly but anyway <sighs> kevin just i just want kevin to stop getting on my nerves he gets on my nerves because he wastes his privilege tap into it bro mm. do better thank mm. you mm. right um because of time Let's uh, leave let's Kevin. Let's, the... let's leave Kevin on the doorstep because that's the next place he's gonna end up. Because I don't know where. And know. they're sleeping on doorsteps. Sleeping on doorsteps, yeah, like a cat. Um, so I'm not disrespecting cats. I'm just saying, like a cat. I'm disrespecting cats. Sorry, I'm Nigerian. We we went through this. We know. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> on to the black Pearsons. On to the black Pearsons. Okay, so. This was tense for me. I felt like I was at the dinner table. Um, random. <laughs> I was, I was all up in there. I was did. like, "Sorry, I don't want to interrupt." But of course, Alex felt he was at the dinner table. He was. <laughs> he was. He was. He was. Yeah. In that right cardigan, there. because you were I was going. With, that was nice, Tess. <laughs> it's I was a tactic, like, Randall. Do you know? Because I would have literally been like, "But we bought the Twitter." <laughs> literally, I would have been. I would have. That would be my whole direction. <laughs> my money is being spent, and you are failing. <laughs> you two can wait now. <laughs> Let's deal with your grades. But like you know, um, Randall and Beth versus Deja Malik. Deja Malik for giving me um, too much of this. Too much. Of, in. Too much of. <laughs> Yeah, and then this this real it's an, it was a sincere apology, and I gotta say I did I did like I I did enjoy Malik this episode, and I feel like he elevated in his graces. He still needs to grow into leave but, it. Um, <laughs> but I did I did respect Malik, and I did enjoy him. Um, I did like him as a character this this episode. Um, but what did you think about this whole? this whole thing because we got it under three points but it's not even three points it's just a whole mess <laughs> like because i was yeah i think toby should go first since she wanted to speak on it first uh, i'm still gathering my thoughts you know it's been uh, quite a while a um barely. what did you say it's been a week barely. alex alex don't mind just, him. Yeah. thank you randall thank exactly. you thank you very much okay i I just want to, okay, 
this is why I love This Is Us writers, because I wanted to shake Deja as she was talking. And then as she carried on speaking, I wanted to give her a high five. I wanted to shake her like, sis, what is wrong with you? Why would you do this for a boy that you just met? Like this, like, you know, when you want to go back to your older self, you know, have you seen those memes when, you know, they're like, I want to tell my um, past self this, but you're outside the room banging on the window, like, don't sign up to Klana, don't mm. do this. It's like, I just, I just felt like the older version of Deja being like, forget this man, you're going to get pregnant by someone else and you're going to be madly in love and be a doctor. Don't give up your education for this boy. Even though like, I, I'll, I'd admit that I didn't really understand the things that she was saying when it came to the American education system. I, I know Marquise will educate us on that soon but as Deja started speaking and explaining herself I just wanted to give her a high five but if I was her parent that would piss me off even more because I'm only human I'd be like how have I gone from telling you off to now you've given me such a strong mature point where I can't really argue with you it's to the point where I think Deja will get what she wants because she's got a good argument even though it makes no sense and it's just so frustrating. And I just think that first love and young love um, is for so intoxicating. It can make you make bad decisions. And yes, I am saying that her trying to move over to Boston is a bad decision. Mm, it could be controversial. People may disagree with me, but I just think it's dumb. I really do. Because I'm just trying to imagine, like, I could have, I probably could have made such a stupid mistake. Um, and when I'm, now that I'm older, I would never do that. That's like giving men money. Sorry. <laughs> I don't give men money. <laughs> don't do that. How do we get here? <laughs> Sorry, I've got oh. the Tinder swindler in my head. Oh, so oh, yeah, oh my God. Oh, that, that that's done. exactly what I was about to bring up. My, I'm, it's like, on my list of things to watch. Yeah, like, besides like, the point. I'm literally just like, mm, like, you know, I said, oh, I love the fact how Nikki is so juvenile. <sighs> There's parts of Deja. I'm like, yeah. When she was making that decision, I, I was like, I can see the immaturity in you, even though you can present it in a mature manner because what, you do, I, what we did it's not even that you're going over like six hours away just to be with your little boyfriend your little boyfriend has a child that he's looking after at 17 you want to be someone's stepmommy relax babes relax focus on uh, being a hold doctor because sis, sis was her mom's stepmom let's also be clear about that <laughs> she True. was taking care of her whole mom True. she was taking care of her whole mom but this is this is another thing that like oh, no, that reminds you <laughs> This is sorry. This is a, this is another reason why it frustrates me so much because yes, Deja's talking about yeah, no, I've done more growing than all of you, and I'm like, so now you have an opportunity to to kind of like enjoy your age, enjoy being young, and yet you are still growing up so fast. And I think I am hundred percent projecting because when I was young, when I was Deja's age, I I believe I just grew up a little bit too fast. I. I, yeah, I grew up too fast. I was taking on responsibilities while my age mates were just playing. And I was there, like, taking on responsibilities for my family, doing all of these other things. And it's just like, I look back and I'm like, I could have just enjoyed my youth a lot more. And I want that for Deja because, yes, when she was 11, 12, 13, she's looking after her mom, feeding herself. And it's like, now you have the opportunity to just enjoy your youth. I beg you, just do that. I am projecting, whatever. I don't think it's necessarily projection, though, either. Like, mm -hmm. to me, yeah, there is a part of it. Because even my roommate, she said the same thing. She was just like, I think Deja's story is relatable to so many Black girls. 
because she wishes at that age she could communicate what she communicated to her parents. Mm -hmm. And I also, she was like, this is also a moment where for her, she's like, no, do I believe that she should go to Boston by herself? And we just know it because we're just like, Boston's a little white and racist. Like, (laughs) we don't like it. But it's also, she's just like, I wish I had that kind of foresight to know. And to me, I think Deja is also a character who has enough foresight to know. And that's why, like, I think for me, and now just kind of giving contextualizes for the British listeners, when Deja was presenting out her plan, she talked about advanced placement classes. So it, the fact that she's taking three AP courses in her junior year means she's already racking up college credits. So she can actually start to qualify for a two-year degree as early as her senior year. And the way that Philly's education system works, you can actually have an associate's degree by the time you graduate from high school. Um, so that'll be your year 13? Yes, yeah. Yes, yeah. when you're a senior. Yeah. So at that point, Deja will already be well ahead and college will be significantly cheaper because she only has to spend two years at a college rather than the other spaces. And um, if she decides to take classes at Harvard, she will actually be even further ahead because now she can get to her pre-med track even faster because that's where she'll end up. Now, I don't think she knows she wants to go into medical school yet, but because we know how it turns out. So to me, I think I also logiced all the way through it because I said, no, she's 17. She's taking these classes. She's also giving you a logical plan. And who are we? Like, there's a point in time where I can recognize, like, as a kid, I went from having to be responsible. And then you expect me to be a kid. And then you want me to be responsible again. So that's a very hard process to go through for somebody who had to be a caretaker at one point, And then you're telling me to stay in a child's place. But I wasn't, I didn't have that opportunity. And now you're thinking because now I'm, because I'm your child legally, you want me to be a kid again? Like, so there's a space of familiarity. Go ahead, Toby. That was just Sorry. the point that I was at real quick. No, 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 you can, you can continue your point. I just wanted to ask. So essentially Deja's plan, this plan for education is a good, it would be a good idea if she was doing it in Philly or anywhere else, because it means that she can have college cheaper and graduate sooner. So oh, that's, getting, that's just across America. So even if she goes to Boston, those, tr- those credits right. transfer. Right, right. Yeah. So basically her educational plan is, it's, it means that she's super smart. Um, it's, a, it's a great plan, like educationally, if that's, that's a word, yeah. Yep. And, but it's the fact that she's doing it in Boston with her little boyfriend that is a bit like, ugh. That's what, com- and that's what complicates it for a lot of people because now it's like, what is your motivation? But to me, right. okay. I think she, she task planned out how to mitigate this long distance relationship at 17. Right, right, And to right. me, I thought it was very responsible and responsible planning on both of their ends in terms of like, oh shit, like cool. And the fact that Deja also presented saying, I could also kind of do a gap year. So this way she's not going into college at 17 because that's still a very different developmental space that we go through in this mm-hmm. area. And so to me, when I listened to that plan, I said, there is no way the only reason that she would hold off on this is because you're scared of Deja taking that risk. But Deja gave them a calculated risk to take. Right. And so now it's just like, and again, the episode's name is Heart and Soul. And to mine, it's just like emotion and logic. Like, how do these spaces really interact? And to me, I think Deja found that balance. And I think she should be allowed to, even if she takes this risk, a calculated risk is what I'm calling it. I think she's op- open to... Um, being able to mess up 
And I mm. get it. It's difficult for black girls to mess up because we don't want that. Mm. Um, because that could also have very real world ramifications for her. Because it's also like, oh, are you going to be a stepmom now too? And is it the stigma around this? And is it this? And is it this? But I think Deja, this is a moment where I'm excited and in full support of Deja. I think it may hurt as a parent because you think you know it's best. But when do we, at 17, I wish my mom would have me, given me more agency. I got to start making these decisions anyways. So I don't know. It's just, I think I related to that aspect of like, I wish I knew as much as she did. And also the fact that she comes from a two-parent household now and they have access points. Like, there's no way you can necessarily argue this point down because you're not even acknowledging the resources that you already presented her to be able to make a decision like this. Right. So I don't know. That's that's where my mind is going and I've been like back and forth with it. But to mm. me, I was very, I'm happy for Beth. I'm disappointed in Randall. Mm, I just want to say something. So... I have changed my mind a little bit understanding the, edu the education side of what Dejan wants to do because now it makes more sense to me. It's actually a good plan. And so with Deja, I think that, yes, she's made now, Marquise, that you've explained it so well. I kind of have the context a bit more. On the education side, it's a good idea. It's probably really good for her future. But now I'm worried about the decisions that she's making on in, in her personal life. Um, I don't know, to navigate such a mature relationship away from your family. I don't know, it seems a bit mad. Like where it's do you, scary. Where, where, it's scary. Where do you go when it goes wrong? You know, like even at my age now, I'm like, mm, moving, moving across town for one person into a, a complicated setup already. Sounds a bit mad. It's scary. And I'll be, I could also be honest about that too. Like the logic part of me is very much so like, no, Deja made a very compelling argument and I agree with it. And mm. I can also recognize it is scary as a 17 year old girl, a 17 year old black girl to go to a space like that. Eden, sorry, we talked a lot, but I, I see that that also makes sense. Mm. No, that's cool. Um, I've got, I think three points. So the first point, what I'm going to say is the acting in that scene was incredible around the board literally Deja incredible like I think we're actually genuinely watching a child star at the moment because Deja's mm -hmm. acting was phenomenal the way she was able to talk about you know you as all people Randall should know that I've aged and kind of been through things that mean I know more than people double my age and kind of the emotional range that she had where it wasn't it wasn't like she was saying it in a very matter of fact mature type of way she wasn't saying it in angry or kind of an emotional type of way she was just communicating the logic but also the emotion behind her decision and um you know it's just really it was it was acted really really well and then Malik's character and the way that he acts is just incredible like he is a really really good actor very very good um and then I feel like anytime that Beth and Randall are at a dinner table it's just an excellent scene it's just an yes. excellent scene yes. absolutely excellent so well they know yes. how to, they, they work to, well together as a duo because from them, I get the feeling of one of them being the emotional parent, one of them being more kind of, you know, matter of fact, like Randall, I feel like he takes more of a, although he may seem like he's quite logical, he's very maternal in the way that he operates. Whereas Beth is very kind of, um, I would say she's a mixture of both. She can be maternal, but she can also be very paternal as well. Um, and that's because Randall leaves a lot with his own insecurities and his own 
fears of you know what's happened in his life and mm-hmm. all of the above um the second thing i'm going to say is that she finally got lines she finally got lines guys <laughs> come on annie, annie. Come she on, finally girl. got lines not not joke yeah man not not joke <laughs> out here all grown and everything yes. i like, literally i was like wait hold on wasn't she like three like wasn't she like three a minute ago was she like how was she like seven or something now did she no, she has to be older than seven. Oh, is it? Has to, yeah, she could be what ten, maybe. Uh, okay, I was like, wow. Okay, they gave her lines, which is good. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I feel like the whole dynamic of the conversation was really well thought out. I feel like the way that um, the Romeo and Juliet kind of um comparison and that theme throughout the entire conversation was really, really good. And throughout the entire episode, I have to shout out the way that both music, lighting, and just kind of um, references to literature were used in this. Um, and I, I don't know if we're going to talk about, well, we've already spoken about actually. So in the scene where Rebecca and um, Kate are playing the piano and like with each note at the end, it, it goes to a different era of their life towards the end of the episode. I thought that was shot beautifully. It reminded me of like La La Land and the way that piano and music is used to transition scenes as well. Um, but the way that lighting was used, like, um, especially for the scenes where Rebecca is without Jack, they use a lot of like darkness and like dark colors. And it's like, even the dating scene was in a dark room where they were speed dating and all of the above. Um, and then when they're outside in the future with like, um, when I say the future, I mean the present, wait, yeah, the present now. So when they're turning 41 and everything Mm -hmm. and, um, Rebecca and Kate are at the school playing piano and she's messing with the kids and all those different types of things you get loads of light and I think the way it was shot shout out Chris Sullivan because he did an amazing job um was really really beautiful and I've got to commend them for that because this episode was just incredible um I'm trying to think what else there is to add I feel like you guys have said everything about Deja and Malik and their decisions and the way they kind of they they put their point across to Randall and Beth I feel like, you know, in, um, what's that Kit Jordan Peele movie called again? Uh, Toby us. and Alex, we went to go see it Get together. Out. Oh, uh, us, us. Yeah, us, yeah. Oh, God, yeah. We did see that together. Yeah, yeah we did. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, you know, there's that part where Lupita's like clicking and she's like trying to stay on beat. But if you're black, you know, she's not on beat. Yes, yeah. So there's certain things in this scene <gasps> with, um, with Malik and Deja that you just don't do in front of black parents. And I feel like, mm. Like the holding hands things at the dinner table, I was like, mm. "Excuse me, mm, like, what are we, guys, what are we doing on the table as well?" You know, holding hands mm, like this mm. on the table. I'm like, "Rot, is this what we're doing?" I've never done such a thing in my life. And, I'm thirty, <laughs> and I love, I love the the assertive part of it where they were like, "I am moving with my boyfriend across the country." Not even we were thinking. No, I am moving. Can you imagine? Yeah. Can you um, imagine? I am moving. Nah, sorry. Um, but I thought it was a really, really beautiful scene. And like I said, anytime they're at a dinner table, incredible. But I love yeah. the overarching theme of, I, again, I said it on last episode, like I feel like this last season is really a beautiful season to watch women step into their own. Mm. And like Deja made a definitive decision. Kate made a definitive decision. Um, Rebecca, early Rebecca made a definitive decision of like, here's how I have to take control of my life. Mm. I, you cannot be around my kids by yourself. Mm. You, I am going to go on this date. Mm. I am moving to this spot. 
Like they, the language, now that you bring it up, the language was very, very intentional around not women being passive. And that's right. So Madison, I am going to the zoo with Elijah and the twins. Yes. Well, no, well, to be fair, she did say to Kevin, do you mind missing out on zoo day or something like first zoo? But I agree with you. However, zoo date was already planned. Zoo date was <laughs> so already going so on. It was happening yeah. anyway. Yeah, we were already going to go on on a Tuesday. Yeah. It was like, you can come if you want, but we're going. Yeah. Like, it was gentle, but it was already going on. She didn't say, what do you think about zoo day? Sorry, yeah. Rockies. I just wanted to add that to your point no. about women. Yeah. Look, and you know, I, I love Miss Madison, so I'm glad you added that point. <laughs> um, but I do love where we're going with that um, in terms of this season. Um, the do you have any feelings, Alex, on the table scene before I talk about He's the stoop scene? Um, on the table scene, didn't like the holding hands. Didn't like the. <laughs> didn't like the apology. Didn't like. <laughs> didn't like it. Didn't like any of it. I'm hearing really. Stunning Clay Brown's face. Um, I loved the collusion between the three sisters i loved that that would be the bit i'll be impressed by the rubbing of the ear the knock knock jokes the distraction <laughs> i love that <laughs> i actually yeah no i love that bit. i loved we haven't seen the the girls act together yeah in a while you know, I, i've been saying each episode this season you know what is you know what is annie bringing to the table she, she, she brought, literally she was brought, at the table she brought the knock knock jokes mm. and she, at, at the right time she was sitting at the head of the table like, did you guys notice that that one <laughs> ogre i love it <laughs> she was sitting at the head of the table you know they needed, to, they needed to look malik in the eye across from him he can't be doing no left turn he has to be <laughs> over the things but you know and i wanted to ask marquise what's brown butter i don't understand <laughs> <laughs> huh? what, what's brown butter what's brown butter it's like a sweet it's like a sweeter butter so like it's like butter and brown sugar. Okay. Right. Yeah. So wait, they they sell it on the shelf, just like a block of. No, he must have made it together. He must have mixed it together. Yeah, you probably mix it together and you cause like a little glaze and stuff over time. Oh, okay. Right. Yeah. Because I was like, I was like, why would it be brown? Why would the butter? Yeah. Yeah, I thought it's it was just, just really being uncultured. I was like, what is brown butter? I don't know yeah, is, no. if is it an American thing or <sighs> Americans going to hear me talk and be like, <laughs> what? But Ultimately, yeah, is it? I would have had to leave that table because Why? I would have left I would have left I would have left the table because it's the truths that Deja was delivering back to my chest. And that's what Randall did. He left the table. And, and I, yeah, he left the table. Mm, in his but cardigan. Like, but, but Deja, pardon? In his cardigan. In his cardigan, yeah. Not the cardigan though, it'd be a tell on it. But <laughs> Deja, Deja, you know, I, I love this, this is what I mean. The same thing that I loved about it. I would, I would be challenged by and I think that that's the and then that's the thing I didn't like what Randall oh, we're talking about the dinner table you can continue on if you want yeah, yeah, I, I, I didn't I didn't like what Randall proposed to Malik that's when I and that's when I said Malik upstanding upstanding person because mm -hmm. he said I'm going to leave this conversation right here um I'm not and for, and for your sake I'm mm. not going to let Deja know about mm -hmm. this um, and I think that that was important, especially when Beth kind of made it clear that that would that should never have even come out of his mouth, yeah. in a sense, because it's dangerous. And um, so yeah, so that was to me. Um, I get it, 
but also I'm not sure I would have said that she she needs to break up with him or he needs to break up with her behind her behind her back. Knowing what I knowing what what you've just said about all of the education stuff and knowing all of that, the only thing keeping her or keeping Deja there would be me. And I don't think I would I would like that that kind of pressure. And I don't know why Randall decided that that was something that was the hill he was going to die on in a sense because if mm-hmm. it was just left up to him he would have fractured that whole the whole relationship it was just left up to him. yeah so, and yeah. yeah the on the stoop thing and this is something when I saw that it brought me back to last season and and the season before that when I strongly started to become started to become well so late when I strongly started to dislike Randall when I stopped putting Randall on a pedestal and I realized how controlling he can be Mm. when things do not look like the way he wants them to look like, he would do whatever he wants to get what he wants and cover it up in I'm saving somebody or Mm. I'm doing this to help this person, but no, you want to, you want control. Um, and this is why I really want in the next following episodes for them to indicate that Randall is still in therapy but and even like the adoption therapy because obviously a lot of like his issues with control um, we've speculated and it's kind of been hinted to that it's got a lot to do with the, the the lack of control he had in the way that he was raised like a lot of things happened to him from mm. early age you know so and he controls stuff and then he controls things by wanting to save people something that he definitely probably gained through the whole uh, nature versus nurture thing being raised by jack pearson the ultimate person with the god complex and just seeing randall do that i said randall you've not changed this is how your relationship broke down with kevin when you were just trying to control rebecca with that medical trial that trial even happened I think the pandemic stopped the trial but it just really irritated me and I just feel like Randall's not going to stop yes Beth has told him and Beth has warned him but I felt like that foreshadowed a lot of things that are going to happen I predict that Deja will find out about that conversation it it won't be through Malik I feel like Malik will stick to his promise they but Deja will find out one way or the other and it will probably be because Randall feels bold enough to just say it he would just because he he will he wants to die on that hill. He wants to be correct because we've seen Randall stop at nothing, and we've watched him not listen to Beth. This is the same thing. Beth told him this thing that you're doing with Rebecca and Kevin and this medical trial. Yeah, is gonna blow up in your face. Beth basically was like, "I'm not involved." Basically mm-hmm. walked out of the room, and Randall did what he wanted to do. And this long rant Ooh. is me saying that Randall is going to disappoint me yet again he when it comes to, one, I think. yeah, Randall's going to disappoint me because he's not going to listen. He's going to be like, okay, yeah, Beth, but he's still going to do what it is that he wants to do. And I need to see that man sitting in his virtual therapy session so that his therapist can really be like, here you go again. Here mm. you go again, trying to control things. Because I love Randall to bits, but this controlling thing that he does is highly irritating highly irritating and he might transition from be and I don't want to call him a controlling parent because um I I don't think he's a controlling parent he's a controlling person Mm. and it might seep into his parenting style with Deja right now we've never seen him do it with any of his other children but I think because none of his children have done something that he doesn't want them to do 
I can't say that Annie or Tess have done something that he does not want them to do. So I'm worried that we will see Randall become a controlling parent. And when parents are controlling, their children do everything to, to, to break free. And then that parent becomes a needy parent and emotionally manipulative. And I'm sorry to say Randall has been emotionally manipulative when it seemed like Rebecca didn't need his opinion on the medical trial. And this is where I believe that Randall will disappoint me a lot. Like, I feel like I'm going to become emotional in following um, podcast episodes because of how much Randall will disappoint me. And we might see it as soon as next episode. Really? Again, I've not even... Yeah. Oh. Episode because yeah, because I think even though because even um Susan Kalechi Watson has she she's she mentioned that prior to this season happening, there's going to be something with regards to her. There's an episode regarding her. I think and next episode is um Island Girl Part Two, so mm. it's yeah. going to be very it's going to be very interesting to see which. Yeah. yeah, to me also. I think it's starting to get also into this conversation because we also have to think about parenting styles. Randall's never going to raise those black girls as a black parent, point blank period. He hasn't until he reckoned with his race a season ago. Secondly, mm. oh wow, Beth, yeah. Beth, yeah. So I mm. think there's a different expectation of how parenting styles work because Randall is very much so of the space, which I think as we thought about like logic versus emotion and paternal versus maternal, Randall is the um gentle parenting style normally beth is very much so because her back she's caribbean right i said yeah yeah you're thinking two very different ways of approaching how you parent kids because she still was very much so in a strict house code a very strict house code randall was in a seemingly affirming household so in a space where he could manage these emotions and you can have your call outs or whatever, but they very much were able to show up for the kids in a different way, whereas Beth wasn't raised that way. So I think there's going to be a tension in that because this is the second episode in a row that Randall decided not to listen to Beth in regards to Deja. Oh, and he's going to stop putting her to the wayside because I think she's going to come back. I also think it's because there's that. But remember when he decided that he wanted to go to the courtroom and she said, "You have two oh, windows. Yeah. You have two doors that you can go down. Go down this one or that oh. one." And I feel like he's gonna go down. He's gonna go down that door that she's already said to him, "Do not go in." And I think, oh. that's, and I think that's gonna that's gonna have an effect next episode. Fire so, foreshadowing. That was a good one. Oh, that's so, a good one, Alex. Yeah, because mm. I think like, that's because it's when you said that you know he's gonna he's going down um, that that space and that road. Um, yeah, like it's just not it's not going to be helpful for him none of this hmm. yeah. any All right. thoughts? I know it's getting late on y'all's end so that's why I said let me just get on stuff mm. um, let me just get the trailer up sorry, it's, it's our um... oh, wait, episode, is this... season 6, episode 6 for the next one, Island Girl be... Part 2 I think I've seen it already actually uh, season Okay, I'm gonna. I'm watching it now. Did we keep it in the episode last time? Oh, I don't remember. I think I, I think I did. Okay. So for listeners, sorry, Toby's currently watching. Sorry, sorry, guys. Episode. No, it's cool. It's cool. Take your time. 
Oh no, Beth. Oh, okay. Have you guys all seen it? Yeah. Yeah. yeah can I just yeah. ask, is it the one where she says I can't fail again? Is that yeah? Is that yeah, 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 yeah. So, yeah, so Beth yeah. says that Kevin is talking about yeah, you know, sent you flight options. Madison wants to stay in LA with who? She hasn't got no family, like respectfully. With who? She don't talk to her family, so what does it matter? So who okay. Respectfully. Respectfully, yeah. Um <laughs> and then Re- Rebecca dating and walking into the house laughing, okay. That finally we're going to see how Rebecca navigated her romantic life um, after um, Jack passed away because we never ever got to see that. We got to see people move to her or hit on her and she was just like, "Mm, not feeling it. But like, obviously at one point she was feeling it because she got Mm -hmm. married to Miguel. And I've been saying for six seasons, when are we going to find out how Rebecca navigated love after loss? Um, and I already see how it makes sense <laughs> that she ended up with Miguel mm. because of how intense her grief was. And that's something they shared. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, that's that's something that um, was said at the beginning of the episode about oh, really? how they're, they're doing this thing about, you know, finally showing how they're going to make us love Miguel. Mm. Oh, and... I wish I was there because, you know, I'm like, you know, I've been rooting for Miguel and I feel like the only person in the room, like in the This Is Us fandom room, that is like, Miguel is not the bad guy. We just haven't been shown what the hell happened. No, there's still there's still certain rules that he just, you know. He's got to find his kids. Yeah, there's, there's still certain rules. Mm. Like, if, if if one of my friends passed and I married their wife, that's wild. I'm so sorry. I will, I will question you. I can't lie, but this that's is us. wild. <laughs> Please, you can, you can come see her and look, make this sure that the kids and family are okay. Not- but why... <laughs> Why are you in the house? Why do you have a his and hers? Like, how um, do you know that? You, I don't understand. Like, how do you know Jack hasn't orchestrated that from behind the grave? You don't know. Like, he, what, what, like he's the ghost of Christmas past. What do you mean? Man's yeah. dead. I don't understand. He orchestrated it. You could have orchestrated it from behind the grave. What do you mean? You could have been like, okay, so let's let's get Miguel here because you're going to need somebody that's familiar. Do you know what I would Someone scream? Because Jack is such a savior. I would scream <laughs> if he and Miguel had a conversation and he was like, yeah, marry my wife if I ever die. <laughs> no, sorry, I'll turn it off. I'll turn it off. I'll turn it off. I'm sorry. I'll turn it off. Can you imagine if it was like something Jack wanted all along? Uh, no, that would actually make me throw up. No, nah, I'm sorry. I'm, I'll turn it off. I mean, I'll come on the podcast and stuff. I'll make it an Ozark podcast. Because... And, I don't, and I don't think it'll ever be that explicit, but I know like there are some of my boys where they're just like, yo, if anything were to ever happen to my family, like... I'd serve it like their godfather for the family. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, like, okay, to yeah, me, that's fine. I feel like yeah. I feel like that's a space of where that communication would have went, but he took it to the most extreme version of it, if anything. But I yeah, know yeah, I've yeah. had that conversation actively with my boys. I don't feel like I need to say to my friend, like I don't, I don't need to say to Alex, like Alex, if I die, don't marry my wife. I don't feel like that's a conversation. <laughs> I don't feel that's a conversation we need to have personally. But I don't know, like, because I will haunt you. Like, I just want to let let people know. <laughs> Is there statute of limitations? Huh? The statute of limitations. Yeah, of course. Okay, so what? Ten years? Twenty? And that, <laughs> Wait, that was that was Miguel. Let's, let's say thirty. Let's say thirty. <laughs> Ten years. I'm still fresh in the ground. Let's let's behave ourselves. <laughs> you know, but Miguel and Rebecca didn't. They they lost contact for like ten years or something. I'm saying they were actually they were literally out there like they went date, they went speed dating and he's like it, it's not like did you know what I mean? And there was no envy. When she was when she was going to like <laughs> with her little with her little coffees with that bald headed man. I can't lie. Wait, can you imagine? I saw a little bit of envy. I can't lie. Maybe Wait. I'm imagining things. I saw when they were something... speed dating and Miguel was. Yeah. Like, he was like, he was like, 
Oh, wait, I misinterpreted what you're saying. I thought you were saying it was envy when Jack and Rebecca were together from Miguel. Because oh, I was going to yeah. be like, imagine imagine they do like a flashback of all like <gasps> different parts of Miguel looking from corners whilst they're, like, <laughs> whilst they're talking and stuff. <laughs> like they're having coffee and Miguel's just in the corner like, I hate you. <laughs> so honestly, that was that's how I imagine it. Ar- that's how I imagined it as well. That's how I imagined it for like one, two, three seasons. Because right. I was like, why the hell are you married to her? There was no explanation. So I was like, you must have mm. you must have been eyeing her up from the very beginning. But now I'm seeing it. I've love Miguel and let me tell you something guys this is exactly what's going to happen everyone's going to love Miguel and love him and then he dies can you imagine that's what's going to happen just like that that's what we're going to Alex you say that's life such is life okay I'm screaming okay such is life go find your kids make amends with your children why do do they live in separate states and not like you let's do let's talk that out let's talk about that let's talk about that Miguel let's talk about your ex-wife let's talk about what you did (laughs) <laughs> this is what I want to know. I just want to know the reasons. That's all. Mm. Questions that need answering. Mm-hmm. That's good. <laughs> all right, cool. Should we wrap it up? Because I've got to go, Jim. Mm-hmm. Oh, hello. Okay. Pumping the iron late at night. Really? You've got to go, Jim. Yeah, man. I'm tired. Yeah. I'm, yeah. Really, Jim? Yeah, man. Mm. Come on. We're doing Jim now. Okay. Well, live once. once Kevin took off his shirt, I was like, nah, we need to go back. I'm sorry. <laughs> because the man's got abs and I'm just here eating. Nah, man, I'm sorry. Can't be doing this. I can't lie. There was one episode where I saw Beth. I said, oh. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, was like, I was like, respectfully, but those trousers are. Yeah, I did. I didn't get so like, it's okay. Oh, I said, man. let all my man weight set in where it needs to go. Randall ain't got nothing Ooh. on me. <laughs> I don't want to have nothing on me. It's not fair. Yeah, man. Cool, cool. Well, Alex. Oh, sorry, go on, Toby. I was going to say, sorry, this is something Alex does. I don't know why I started doing it. So it's, it's, it's because the theme of this week is women speaking up. So yeah, she's saying you, sorry, you don't do your yeah. job well. She's saying, you Alex, do. you don't. She said, you she said, stay on mute. She's so, saying, stop <laughs> talking. Don't talk about Bruno, Bruno. We, no, 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 no. no. Oh, it can too. What a vibe. Um, but so guys, thank you so much for listening. Obviously, this episode came with love at the correct time. This week, there's no this is us episode because of Thanksgiving, correct? I'm sorry, not Thanksgiving, sorry. There's winter a Thanksgiving Olympics. episode. Yeah, there's winter Olympics, but the episode is gonna be Thanksgiving themed. So we will be back at an appropriate time next week. And I have been Toby Rachel of the Yellow Cup Podcast. I've been Alex. This has been Marquise of the Rational Anger Podcast. This has been Eden McKenzie. I've done the stands. Cool. And we'll be back next week. Bye. Bye, guys. Peace. (laughs) Why did you do? Bye. That was a very (laughs) Randall Pearson.